Hey, it's Gal. <coughs> so, this morning, I'm going to have a little episode here about how, like, it, drugs and alcohol are already, like, something that can easily destroy families, it can destroy lives. I mean, if it's not handled correctly, if you're not being responsible about its use, I don't. I'm not one of those that's like, you should never do any kind of drugs. Even though, personally, like, the only thing I've ever messed with really for drugs is marijuana. Um, and that's, like, rare. Like, maybe once a year I might I might do that. But part of that, too, is this is how it affects me. I know too many people that, that uh, <laughs> they'll get so freaking mind-blowingly high every single day. And they don't really laugh anymore. They just kind of sit there looking like mindless zombies on the couch all day. And it's like, when I do it once a year, I'm giggling like a five-year-old, like, making butt jokes and talking about farts all the time. It's like, it just, it, you know what I mean? It's like the first time you ever smoked all over again if you wait, like, a year in between. It's fucking great. Um, honestly, it's like, if it ever becomes, you know, I guess, legal where I am, even though it kind of is... But at the same time, too, it's like there's still a lot of like it might be legal according to the government, but businesses like my job, like for random drops and stuff like that, they still don't want me that in my system. So it's like it's one of those things if the if jobs start coming around to it and they're fine with it and everything, then I'll probably do it more often because it's honestly weed's a great way to get rid of stress. It's a freaking great way to get rid of stress. But, but, today we're going to talk about what nasty shit it can do to families. Now, I'm going to tell a story. The I have a very big family, very big family. Almost 40 different family members in town. I talked to uh, four adults out of it two children and actually the 40-ish number is mostly adults I don't really count kids that are under 10 uh, because they don't really have I I don't believe anyway they really have the agency uh, as far as like uh, get into drugs or whatever else like that they might experiment but they're too young to understand the consequences and way too young to start burning bridges to their life they're already being taken care of by their parents, so it's not like it's much different, I guess. But when you get older, <clears throat> when you get older, and you're supposed to be an adult, you're supposed, and I bear in mind, I say adult by the legal sense, not on how it just seems like it is. Like I'm still a big believer that you're not really an adult till you hit 30, because your frontal lobe hasn't stopped or hasn't. Uh, finish developing until you hit around 27, 28. I think that's what the uh, studies have shown. And the frontal lobe, that's you. That's your. That's you. That's you as a person. So, I guess the the problem that I have and it's like I'm when I've cut off, when I've cut off the other people in the past in my life, when I've cut them off, I've cut them off. Now, I haven't just been willy-nilly about it. I've been pretty 
consistent where it's like these are these are people that are my actual blood I've had it where they've you know sat there and stole from one family member and then come and try to stay at my house and I'd be like no bro you, you you're gonna sleep on the street I'm sorry you know it's like I've had them where they've sat there and been I try to help them try to talk to them and they rage and they rage and they rage at me and two weeks later, they're like, hey, I need a place to crash. I let them crash there. I wake up. My shit's all fucked up. Half my stuff that's in value, any value is stolen. Um, you know, it's not, uh, you know, being an addict or an alcoholic, I can see that being part of the, the dominating force. Because, you know, obviously I, I smoke cigarettes like I am right now. And, you know, no matter how bad it makes me feel here and there and on occasion, I consistently keep doing it. <clears throat> I consistently keep on doing it over and over and over again. <coughs> and I should stop. I really should stop. This whole time during the whole COVID thing, I thought I should stop because if I catch it, I'm more susceptible to dying because I smoke. I'm a little bit overweight, albeit not much. And that's not even being a thing I mean I'm a cow for a reason I used to be like almost 500 pounds so I mean that's where the name comes from I'm down to like little under 300 now which is fine for a 6'5 human being anyway I'm running off tangent I guess my real problem is let me tell you let me tell you this story I'm gonna get back to that so an extended family member a family member of my girlfriend. I'm not naming any names. I'm just putting this out there. Nobody knows who I am, so it's not like they're going to be able to figure out who they are. Um, you know, the uh, her younger brother and uh, his girlfriend, they were very, um, they were great kids before I met. I didn't know them back when they were great kids. I've only known the addict side of them. You know, it's like her dad's kind of well off so like they got hooked up with a house and you know she's never had to work a day in her life and she doesn't want she's lonely she doesn't want him to work so because she's lonely and this kind of plays into and and, and it kind of plays into the whole political thing because she's also a feminist and blames him for everything and um uh is a socialist so she thinks that the government should just give them money for free you know, and they've, uh, it didn't start, it didn't start from my understanding, like it was just like a political ideology that forced her that way, which in turn forced him, because I mean, they're young, they're in their early 20s, um, it wasn't a political ideology that forced him that way, but <clears throat> I think it just naturally grew with the expectations of what their life she wanted for their life. She wanted their life to be... She didn't want him to ever leave her side. They never leave each other's side. You know, he walks around like a little puppy dog all the time. And uh, she's become more and more narcissistic as her pill addictions and everything else have kept up with her. Where, you know, it's like this last Christmas, she showed up to the Christmas and she just had this look. She didn't look anybody in the eye. She just, you know, grabbed their presents, stacked them up, you know, unwrapped them all at once didn't take turns like we're all doing, didn't really talk to nobody, took the stuff, put it in her car, packed up their kid, and they left. 
you know, um, my girlfriend's brother was, you know, talking and conversing with everybody, but, you know, she didn't want to be there. Like, she has the mentality, like, she's better than everybody else, and that, that, that removal from reality is more than just the drugs, you know, but how it all started it was actually a sad story from what I understand they had they were trying to have a kid a few years ago and it ended up being stillborn which is very sad that launched them both into a depression and uh, a depression and with drug drug use and drug abuse lasted all the way to current and they have in and within that time they had another child well you know they had drug abuse and as much as they like to claim that the disabilities the child has had nothing to do with their drug abuse while she was pregnant, we all kind of know better. So now they have a new child that's severely disabled. They don't, they constantly keep on trying to use their first child's death as an excuse as to why they're depressed and feeling down and uh, on the benders or whatever. And I'm like, you have another child right here. Why are you ignoring this one? Like, what happens when he gets older, and if he can mentally comprehend what you guys are doing, he's going to hate both of you. You know? You can't sit there and just use... Like, don't get me wrong. Grieving is an important thing, but from my understanding, it's been like five years now. And you have another child that's a couple years old now. You need to move on. You need to do what you need to do for the new kid. You can't just keep on living in your little freaking hole because, you know, life wasn't fair. Life isn't fair. That's how life is. The only thing you can do is minimize your risk. That's literally the only thing you can do. And even then, there's no guarantee it's not going to be fair. Either way, that's how it all started. But now it finally came to a crescendo. Girlfriend came home from work last night. She works at a bar. And uh, I was half asleep when she was telling me, but she was kind of really emotional. Because, you know, I've been telling her for a while, it's going to come to a point. It's going to eventually come to a point where you're going to have to cut them off completely. And uh, because they're the type, you know, they don't work, so they're constantly asking for handouts and money. They uh, they uh, were drunk and high about a month and a half, two months ago, and got into a car accident with the kid in the car. So DCFS took the kid. Um, they're supposed to be doing weekly drops to get the kid back. Um, my girl, my girlfriend's brother. He's he's got to go to. Uh, court because he of course he had a DUI and they're trying to call, call, charge him with child endangerment he's got a couple felonies coming up from the possession that he had in the car you know and uh, yeah it, it's not good it's not good he could end up doing some he could end up doing some time and uh, you know his girlfriend ain't much better um she freaks out and goes ape shit on people 
last time she did, and there was a cop around. She ended up assaulting the cop, which mean, which she got bailed out from jail from, and her daddy helped her pay her fines. But she's going to, uh, uh, if she breaks her probation, which she's all broken, she's violated it count a bunch of times so far. It's just a matter of when the parole officer is going to find or probation officer is going to be like, that's enough, bitch, you gone. It's like their whole life is teetering on the brink of being torn apart because of their own actions. And my girlfriend, she came home last night and she was very emotional because she has to, she blocked both of them, blocked their numbers, blocked their everything. Cause I guess they asked her yesterday for a ride someplace and she told them no because she had to work. And so they decided to call her after she got off of work to, you know, call her everything under the book you know, threaten her, all this other shit, <clears throat> and of course, they're drunk as hell, so, girlfriend, she was like, that's, that's enough, I'm done, you're, you guys are so freaking detached from every relate reality, you're, you're not my family anymore, which is, it was stupidly sad, I've done it plenty of times, and this is all on the heels of, like, not two weeks ago, um, her brother tried to leave the girl, and, uh, you know, I met up with him and we talked for a while and he straight told me that he was fucking miserable. He bl- she blames him for everything. She thinks that guys are the scum of the earth. I'm like, then why are you with her? I love her. That's gotta be more, there's gotta be more of a reason than that, man. There's gotta be. <clears throat> Cause I mean, you're not doing anything to stop that ideology just running rampant in her head and she's making your life a living fucking hell and she expects everything from you and blames everything on you that's not healthy and I told him I'm like if you you know stay away from her like cause he was staying at a friend's when we were talking if you stay away from her and you need a place to crash get back up on your feet get clean get sober try to get your kid back cause she's probably gonna go be going to jail for violating her probation countless times I was like, if you need that, you always got our spare room. We can make accommodations. We're good. You can come stay with us. <coughs> At that point, he personally had never done anything to really back up or be on his girlfriend's side if she ever went off on any other family members. He was always the one trying to do damage control. Last night, I guess, he was backing her up and everything she was saying about my girlfriend. I'm like, nope, that bridge is burnt, motherfucker. So here pretty soon, if they don't end up in jail, they're going to end up knocking, he's going to end up knocking on my door. And I'm going to be like, ta-ta, motherfucker. And it's not not something that I want to do. It's not something I'm going to take pleasure in because there's nothing more than I there's nothing more I love nothing more in life than trying to help people especially that are down and out like that because I've helped a lot of people get clean I've helped a lot of people in my life come back walk back from the edge and you know pick up and find their way and get get back and get back into the system as much as I hate the system there's a very simple system this planet has it's like or let's just say this country has. They never teach you about it in school. But it's a very simple system. 
And as long as you operate within the system guidelines, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You just have to operate within the guidelines. So, I just, I, I don't want to see them fail, but at the same time, there comes a point where it's like the, uh, so I want to say it's a mantra the lifeguards had. I think I heard it somewhere. I don't remember where, but they say, I'll, I'll help drown, I'll help keep you from drowning, but I will not, I won't let you drown me. I won't let you take me down with you. You know, that's not, that's not, uh, that's not, uh, cruel. That's, you know, wisdom, you know, that's knowing when to pull the plug and be like, that's enough. I'm done. You know, that's the, that's the big thing. And it's like, if you guys are out there, anybody that listens to this, God knows not many people really do. But if you're in similar situations, please understand that nowadays people give every excuse under the sun as to why people should give more and more chances to people that are abusing substances and trying to get them help and be understanding and compassionate, but you have to understand too, too much understanding and compassion um, can destroy what little uh, agency they have left over what's wrong with them. You have to let them hit rock bottom to the point where they have nowhere else to go. And at that point, when they hit rock bottom and Hopefully, it's sooner than more sooner than later that they hit rock bottom. That they'll realize that they um, they either make the choice to keep going and to shape themselves up, and get up and move forward in their lives and get better, or they turn around and, uh, sadly enough, most of them will end it or just consistently keep on accepting lower and lower forms of existence you know whether it be living on the street or whatever else because I get straight told her brother I'm like when we talked I was like you realize that when you guys get to the point where you cut off most of your ties and you don't have anybody to give you any money at all you realize your girlfriend's going to start when you're not around sucking dick for 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 for, uh, drugs right like, that's not even going to be a second thought in her head. The narcissism is going to be so great. She's not going to care about your feelings. She's only going to care about what she wants. <clears throat> and it sucks to say. It really does. You know, I've seen it happen way too many times in my family. Where, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a rough freaking time. It's not like it's easy. It's not like it's easy to cut somebody off like that. Because I, I I, could only imagine being at the bottom of my rope. I mean, I was depressed for a few years. About three years solid when I was living alone in my one-bedroom apartment. Now, I'm an introvert, so alone is my jam. But too much alone is dangerous. It's very dangerous. Especially when you don't have that many people around except for, like a local bar that you go down and talk to a bunch of drunks most of the time. Good people, but not in, a, not in any better of a situation, you know? So, I know what it's like to be down in a hole, but 
I've never been to the point where it's like I haven't been able to keep a job. I've always been able to, my work ethic is such, I've always been able to keep a job. I've always been able to maintain my car and keep transportation. I've always fulfilled my responsibilities and kept my house tidy. So it's like, I might be depressed as fuck, but at least I'm still making the motions. But when you have, like in those cases, I'm not depressed anymore, but like, but like in the case like theirs, they're depressed as fuck and it's literally destroyed every aspect of their lives. And, and, uh, at some point it transferred over from depression to, um, a crutch and that crutch is now breaking their legs a quarter inch at a time to the point where there'll be nothing left that they can stand on when it's all said and done. It's, uh, it's going to be sad. I really hope, I hope for their sake that they figure it out, but it won't be with our help. Um, the only downside is, is that the kid that they have now that's now in child services that has them, that they've been trying to get back, nobody in her family is in a position where they can take care of them. You know, special needs for one, for two, still like, you know, two, a two-year-old. You know, it's like nobody's in a position to do it, and we're not in a position to do it because we work... We, we work overlapping shifts half the time. So it's like, how am I supposed to stop what I'm doing to go? It's, it just, it would not, it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. So it's like, what's going to happen to him? What's going to happen to him? And it's sad as fuck. But anyway, <clears throat> if you guys are in similar situations, just understand that, you know, there is a balance, and you don't want to go down with the ship, you know, some people will destroy you just to keep their head above water, just to have their next fix, and some people, maybe you're sitting there saying, no, 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 that's not how they are, well, I mean, You'll find out the hard way. I found out the hard way plenty of times in my youth, and now I know better. And now I'm in this situation right now, and I'm doing what I'm doing. Instead of going out and begging them, please let us help you. Please let us help you. You just need some understanding. We just need someone to understand you. <clears throat> oh, I understand them. I understand that all too well. <laughs> but anyway, cheers. <sighs> Just be cool to each other, guys. Cheers.